I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hey, this is Neil Harbison from the Cyborg Foundation, and I'm listening to the Nerdy Show, and I'm also listening to the colors in front of me. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. I'm your host, Cap, and with me is... Josh from Ghostbusters Resurrection. Brandon from Nerdy Show. Doug from Ghostbusters Resurrection and Nerdy Show. Matt from Nerdy Show. And this episode is a Nerdy Show microsode. That's where you have chosen a topic for us to talk about. And this episode, we're talking about Fallout, which, uh, as of last month is 17 years old, and this week, we're celebrating, for no apparent reason other than convenience, the sixth anniversary of Fallout 3. I thought this was about Fallout Boy, my favorite band. Ooh, this is requested so by <laughs> Red Ion. So not just the first Fallout, you mean Fallout 3 and New Vegas? And Nude Vegas, the, uh, the mod. Ooh. We're here to talk about Fallout Tactics, the best one ever <laughs> made. And also the, the new Fallout that's coming out and going to be in Boston. That one's confirmed? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> is that just wishful thinking, or do you have some sort of source? No, there's... there's I it, know people. There are good reasons is it to called believe Fallout that it's, it's going to be in Boston. Wait, Fallout 4? Sorry, I'm a little drunk, guys. Is it called, <laughs> is it called Fallout 4, or just it, Fallout it prob- New, well, New it's Boston? Being, it's being made by Bethesda Softworks, so it'll probably be Fallout 4. It better be, after that New Vegas shit. Well... New that Vegas was, was Obsidian, right? That was Obsidian, yeah. yeah. And, and I, as I understand it, it had its flaws, but it was a generally pretty upstanding game. It was game. boring! It was, it was Fallout, I mean... It was the same thing as Fallout 3, except no cool stuff happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly Fallout 3 with different stuff, and none of it was cool. It was it's, boring. Nothing epic. No spaceships landed, and knights coming out, and, and shit with guns. Now, no, that, now like, that you say that, Brandon, I realize that my life is just like Fallout 3 with no cool stuff happening. <laughs> Your life is Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a, there's a rich dude and a bunch of robots. That's cool. Nothing ever happens. Holy shit, dude. there's not even that. You're putting, like, you're putting, like a my virus is, and you can, like, end I it. I never thought it. I'd say it, but my life is worse than Fallout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. The first Fallout came out in 1997. It was released by Interplay, and uh, Fallout 1 and 2 were regarded as some of the greatest games of their era. And, Fallout 2 uh, dark, is dark still... Humor inspired by Mad Max and well, lots of other post-apocalyptic stuff. It's the definitive post-apocalyptic video game. Yeah, very much so. Um, it's also inspired by A Boy and His Dog. Which is a funky, funky <laughs> book and funkier even oh, man, that sci-fi movie, movie starring so Don good. Johnson yeah. in his youth. And they actually go to a vault underground full of like a weird underground it, creepy city. And, and a machine that sucks the sperm out of you. Yeah, but that's the good part. 
That's what. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I'm sure that's in one of the joke. Fallout games. So let's let's talk about the best one. Obviously, Fallout Tactics. Fallout uh, Three was great. You're right. <laughs> Fallout Three is wonderful. I, I it, will say that Fallout Two was really good because it was the last one where you could kill children. That was my favorite thing to do. Well, if you got Fallout Three on PC like a real person, you could you could <laughs> kill all the kids you yeah, want. Yeah, but people had to make mods for that. It was not condoned by you know. Well, it wasn't officially so. condoned. <laughs> Real men don't care about what's condoned. I just, back in the heyday of video games, you could use your sneak skills or stealth skills to go up to a child, plant some dynamite on them with a timer of one minute, and because you're inept at planting dynamite, it goes off in ten seconds. And as you're running away, the kid's head blows off and the entire town starts taking out their guns and chasing after you. That happens I, in Fallout 3. No, not with kids, though. Yeah, you, you will accept the bomb that you set off is, uh, is the bomb in Megaton. Yeah, but that's just if you're. There are no kids in Megaton. They're all in little lamplight. Yeah, but, I don't uh, know how they know it's you though. Like, how do they know you set that dynamite? They you don't. Use your stealth skills. They come after you're you. You're the new guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess everything so. I mean, was they, fine they until you blew come it up. After you. Yeah. No, they're all dead. Except, Except for uh, Moira. Yeah, I Moira. was talking about Fallout 2. But uh, <laughs> you oh, pull yeah. up a kid and they know it was you even though you snuck it One in One of the things pocket. that I think is so universally successful about Fallout is that everybody has stories from when they played Fallout. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, you know, that's something that's true of all of Bethesda's games and they took over Fallout from Interplay. Everybody had stories from Oblivion. Everybody had stories from Morrowind. Mm -hmm. The thing was, Interplay was doing it with Fallout way before. Yeah. Like, yeah, way absolutely. before. So I think maybe the most compelling way we could discuss Fallout here it's for everybody to tell stories. Well, I think, um, I think we all have that story of, at least in Fallout 3, of wandering into a trailer park. Oh, there's some neat things on a bench and some, like, skeletons. Oh, and then I, a death claw jumps out of nowhere and you can't hurt it. I thought you were going to be like, I think we've all got that story. And then you were going to recount the most horrible thing you could think oh, of. Oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I walked into this village of little girls and, you know... No, we, we've all got I had that a story. shotgun and I was like, why not? <laughs> like, yeah, we, we don't all have that story. Matt, what's your Fallout story? Oh, geez, there's so many of them. I'll go with the very first one that made me realize I was playing something truly special. I came across one of the traveling merchants, and I, I bought a few things, and I actually thought I was kind of getting ripped off with the amount of bottle caps I had to spend. Which game was this, by the way? This is Fallout 3. I started to take off, and then uh, obviously I was low level because I just kind of left the vault, and I came across a can't remember the mobs but essentially it was kind of a low level canine type and ended up running because i couldn't take them down <laughs> running back to the vendor in which they ended up killing the vendor and his guard and i ended up waiting till the mobs left and then just looting their corpses <laughs> for my bottle caps and all of his items i mean as a post-apocalyptic future that's what you do you loot dead bodies yeah and i totally just dragged those mobs to the vendor to get my stuff back <laughs> good idea i never yeah. tried that I ran into a, just a town once and I was like, oh, it's, it's like, it looks like a city. It looks like a normal town. And you go in it and you just, there's rubble and shit, but that's to be expected. And then there's these giant ants everywhere. Oh, and you're like, yeah. oh, ants. Okay, well, I'm going to shoot one. And then they breathe fire on you. Yeah, and then there's like had that exact. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. You guys. That was you guys the one. Know I see. I got to that point too early. I was still too low of a level. And I ended up, no joke, playing it from like, I guess I was, it was probably around midnight. And then it was like 7 a.m. the next day and uh, my roommate comes down. He's like, dude, are you still playing Fallout? And, and, and not even just are you still playing that game? Are you still playing that same mission where you got to go talk to the guy? I'm like, yes, because I was like level three and the, <laughs> and the like fire ants. 15 even, ants. Yeah, and there's like 15. <laughs> and you work your way down to the sewers and the enemies respawn. So I can't go back you to the surface and level dying. up somewhere else. Yeah. So it was like I had to just grind that entire <laughs> mission. And I when I finally beat it, it was just like, 
I thought I was done, but man, that game still pulled me in. I had the same experience with that town, except for I had already gotten dog meat, and I was like the same level you were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and looked in the guide, I'm like, I want dog meat ASAP, and I what found out where he was. he got killed. No, everything in the game scales with your level, except for dog meat. Dog meat starts off at the level he's going to end up with. So I go into this town, and the ants start biting me, and I'm like, holy shit, Like they, right. I'm totally going to die. And dog meat kicks their ass. I mean, just, <laughs> just bites them apart. And, and then, like, so basically all I did was I would shoot at them, and then dog meat would just run and kill them, and, like, I would just hide behind things <laughs> yeah, I never doing the same it. mission. I never got them. Garbage. I ran into a, an area in which dog meat kept dying, and I kept, <laughs> and it was breaking my heart every time, in which I had, I kept reloading, which is why he kept dying, because I was like, no, I'm gonna get you out of here, dog meat. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna make it, boy. <laughs> I, I just saved I've it gotta get you home. Did was, you get was, him out of there? No, no. He, <laughs> you no. gave up on dog meat? Yeah. I did. I, it was sad. It was. I like. Did you put uh, him out I mean, of his I misery? Mean, like, did you reload the last time? Be like, I'm gonna just get out no, this no, rifle no. and just shoot him in the head and put him down. No, he went down fighting for <laughs> me. My story is about when I first got dog meat. I, I went to that area and I see him kicking like six bandits' asses, and then like I I shoot the last one and take the credit. And uh, he comes up to me and I'm like, Oh, hey, boy, what's going on? And you know, you become friends with him or whatever. And I realize I've got like nothing. Like I've got no ammo. I'm dying. And I'm like, what can I do with dog meat? What does he do? And it says, dog meat, go get food. And I was like, all right, say that. And so dog meat just fucking takes off. He's gone. And I start walking away. And I'm like, where is he? Obviously, he's not coming back. It's been like 10 minutes. So I'm, I just go around looking for... <laughs> is he dead? Or, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, go, yeah. I go looking for food. I'm like, well, that's a glitch. Because the game was pretty glitchy when it, when it first came out. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm like going through my inventory and then it says whiskey has been added to inventory. And I look around and dog meets looking up at me, just like happy panting. I'm like, good boy. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never got dog meat because the first time I played, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the worst character I can be. Like, I'm going to be a douchebag. I'm going to blow up the town. I'm going to kill every vendor and merch. I'm going to kill everyone for no so reason. So surprised. Now, no, I'm, I actually enjoy games more when I'm the good guy because I find that the story is more compelling for some reason. It always is. And it's harder. So when I think I found dog meat and a bunch of bandits and he ran up to me and I immediately shot him. I didn't even give him a dialogue. You're going He's, to hell. He was coming up to me and I was like, I was like, best for weapon, killing, bam, just kill for, him. For shooting a fake animal in a video game. When, I, when I got that well, I think suit. I got meat from him though. That's cool. I got it's like dog, you meat. Got dog meat. Yeah, meat. dog meat from meat. Dog, dog meat. 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 <laughs> DMM. When I first got to that city with the fire breathing ants, like, and he killed the first animal, I was like, holy shit, how tough is this dog? So I saved my game and I started shooting at him to see if he... <laughs> To see if he does turn. he turn on you? Oh yeah, he and he, he, he fucking <laughs> and killed your me. ass. <laughs> he killed me. I, I wouldn't even stand a chance. Wow. I remember that in the second game, you could get a holy hand grenade, like the holy hand grenade King of Antioch. Oh nice. And I I held on to that shit. It was like a random event because the reason I like the second one so much is there were just so many random events when you're wandering in the desert, just funny shit. Like you'd see the TARDIS disappear, or what? Yeah, there'd be you'd hear this noise and you'd see what you'd see a phone booth disappear. That was it. That was the whole event, and you'd have to leave the screen. You'd be like, what the fuck? Was Fallout 2 randomly generated, so it was just like a, like a map of possibilities rather than uh, known terrain? It was, yeah, basically you have an overhead map, you click where you want to go, and you see this little dot traveling, and then it would just, random events would happen, and you'd be going into the, like, the overhead 3D screen. Uh-huh. And it'd either be like an encounter, like you'd fight enemies, or it'd be like the TARDIS, or you'd see just a giant Tyrannosaurus Rex foot with a dead body in it, like just, a, <laughs> just an imprint of a dinosaur foot. What the fuck? Is there, <laughs> are there dinosaurs in this game? And it's like the first time you play it, you're like, I have no idea what's going on. I think that's one of the other cool things about Fallout. As they didn't to do like, that that much in the newer ones, but you really Right, couldn't. you really couldn't. But it's like the, um, the really cool thing about Fallout is that it is 
just as much of a adventure game action, just as much sci-fi, but also just as much comedy and horror. Yeah, well, it's definitely like, funny. It's, yeah, I mean, no, no, it's totally funny. Like it's a comedy game, but like I guess my story because it's about being scared. Like playing this game is like one of the more scared times I've ever played a game. When I, you go through little lamp lights in Fallout Three, and then you are supposed to be going into that one vault. I don't even remember what I was supposed to be getting there. It may have been like the machine, the the Eden machine or whatever. Yeah. The part deck, of that. Whatever. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. And then, uh, but all of these super mutants had taken over the entire thing and there's just bodies hanging everywhere, like all the body bags and everything. It's like the darkest, grimiest one that there ever was. And all I really had was my shotgun. Everything else had like the, the all the weapons had like deteriorated and I didn't have a way of repairing it. And I wasn't that skilled in shotgun, but I had for some reason tons of ammo for shotgun because I'd never used it. So I'm like, well, it's just you and me, shotgun, and going <laughs> you have through. Like, you have one in shotgun. Yeah, I'd, yeah, basically, yeah. But what I and since I was so bad at it, what I would do is I would wait and like try and draw one super mutant away from like wherever the, the the group was, and I would hide like just inside of a doorway. And as soon as it would step one foot in the doorway, go into vats, take out its kneecap, so it would slow it down. So I would, I would like empty three shots because I was terrible. You'd have to empty all three <laughs> shots into a kneecap just to make sure I hit it once. And then once it did it, it would go back into real time, and then it's like. Limping at me, I'm like, okay, it's limping. I can reload. Reloading as I'm walking backwards. I you know. will eat your arms. Yeah, exactly. As I'm walking, exactly as I'm running backwards, like. reloading, and then finally, when it's because it's so slow, I can aim a little bit easier. Go back into vats once it recharges, and then just take him out and, and blow his head off. And I did that for every single super mutant in the entire vault, and it was just so dark and, and creepy. And as I was going through, I'm like, I was getting like hypertension. I just couldn't deal with it. And then to finally, I'm like. Man, it's so quiet and it's so creepy. I just, wait a minute. I got a radio and I put on the radio onto uh, uh, Three Dog. And <laughs> I I'm just you like, always shut that off. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's just hacking and whacking and, you know, smacking. I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm back into it now. I'm back into the game. <laughs> no but, longer scared. No longer scared. But then I go to, uh, uh, like, this is, you know, probably a year later, I go to the uh, uh, Dunwich building. Yeah, because one of the guys like, oh, don't go to the Dunwich building. Is that the building. place with all the the people and the zombies? Yeah, yeah. He's like, like, he's like, just stay the away. Glowing from the, ones. Yeah, I didn't even know it was a thing. And he's like, oh, go. And he's like, stay away from the Dunwich building because bad stuff is there. I'm like, oh please, I've I've gone through so much stuff. I've already beaten this game. I'm gonna go check it out. And then I'm like, oh man, it was so creepy in there. I'm like, well, let me put on the old radio, see if that helps. Didn't help at all. It was like <laughs> it just it made things even creepier in a weird way. Yeah, so, like Louis Armstrong singing. Yeah, as I'm looking at like this this obelisk with like skulls on it, very mm. Lovecraftian and everything. I'm like, this this is not helping my Listening situation. To the tapes. What did you do? <laughs> yeah. with, what did you do with the Dunwich building? Did you help the humans, the ghouls, or did you make them go like turn on each other? You're thinking of the uh, the Tenpenny Tower. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, don't I helped. I helped the well. I helped the ghouls my first time around with Tenpenny Tower. I did the thing where it's like you unlock the door or whatever yeah, and let the ghouls just, run you in. just yeah. let them in yeah and then after they take over then you go and kill all the ghouls yeah well yeah, i didn't I do a, that i but, was a dick but yeah but the, but the dunwich building it was like it just didn't help and i was, so I was like there's man like, this there's like nobody so... in it except for a bunch of ghouls yeah. but the fact that i was that scared i was more scared playing that than i ever was playing resident evil the game is so full of absurdities that make it memorable like i remember uh one of the best things about it is uh, I had the railroad gun that I'd built. Oh yeah, and it shoots railroad spikes. And I went into this vault. I don't <laughs> I remember what, about that. I don't know. I don't remember what the. And it has a railroad train whistle attached to it. So, <laughs> that's right. That's I right. Never, it does. I never so, made that. So oh, so I go into this this vault and I'm reading the logs in there and it's like oh yeah it's a cloning facility where you can oh, you know, clone each other and, and I go in there and then five guys start running down the hallway with pipes oh, in their hands and, and they just they're start all going, the they're the same guy and, they're, and they're, just, they're just screaming, Gary! Gary! Oh, yeah, and, and then, so I'm, I'm, I'm fighting these guys all screaming their own name, shooting a gun that goes the whole time the whole time is bingo bango bongo I don't want to oh, leave the Congo, no 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 
<laughs> That's probably one of the creepiest experiences ever. All the the whole the whole area filled with Gary's. God, I forgot about only that. in Fallout, man. That's like only in Fallout. That's the only context where all of those things can make sense. Okay, see, see, this is why I didn't like New Vegas. Didn't have any stuff like that. Really didn't. It had a straightforward story. New Vegas had like four songs. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's why. But like, it didn't have all the really cool stuff that Fallout Three did. It yeah. was kind of, it was like an expansion. It wasn't a new game, honestly. The, I mean, and spoilers, but Liberty Prime was one of the funniest and most epic things I've ever seen in a video. Best game. ending, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a giant robot throwing nukes like an American football, <laughs> screaming anti-communist propaganda, and, <laughs> and shooting, super mutants, and, and shooting yeah, yeah. lasers from his eyes. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I mean, he comes up to this wall <laughs> and he's like, "Obstruction detected. Composition plasma." You know, these things or whatever. Chance of mission hindrance. Zero percent. And then he just starts <laughs> blasting it. Was this with the his end eyes. of the third game? Yeah. yeah. Shit, I don't it's remember so that. Epic. It's been so long. It's the most epic thing I've ever seen. I just remember game. Colonel what Colonel Sanders from the second game on the oil rig. <laughs> it was like the president of the United States of America on an oil rig, and then he's got his general Colonel Sanders or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can look forward to that same experience, uh, maybe a, an even more wicked experience, you might say, from Boston. In oh, the future. I really wicked, hope. Wicked pisser. I really yeah. hope you're not wicked screwing awesome. with me, and that's a real thing. No, I, I, I don't know for sure. I, I'm like, I'm not privy to some private information. I just, I've looked around. That's and what I think the internet that's, says. Because I'm from I think that that's area. Where it is. And I want to see it nuked. There's been a lot online about Boston, like not really anywhere else. I think it's pretty safe bet. It's pretty good. It seems pretty clear. That it's it's going to be, be in Mexico. And there's a lot. I mean, there is so much history in Boston that yeah. it's perfect for Fallout. There really is, because like each game, New Vegas and Fallout 3, they kind of take like the crazier aspects of the cultures of dc political and then you know vegas with like the, mm. the cowboys and and the strip and everything else there's got to be some great like colonial america it's <laughs> gonna be like, like yeah like messed up crazy people with like muskets and powdered wait. wigs and I shit cannot wait. i look forward to getting some wicked rads from some chowder uh <laughs> i really hope there's like ghouls with new england accents coming at you that's all i want like, um, i already killed a robot that thought he was button gwinnett so yeah. i can't i can't <laughs> wait to, to top see. that yeah, yeah i can't <laughs> wait to see what they do in boston uh thanks so much to red ion for suggesting this topic when of course we'll cover more fallout when it comes we didn't talk about the best game but we'll save that for later tactics obviously obviously so before we go say goodbye to your lovely cast of hosts and say hello to nerdy show community manager trench 88 why hello there this is it this is the last week of october 2014 and as of this episode's recording we need money as a listener supported network there is no other way that we can survive but on your generous contributions and this month there haven't been a lot leading into it, so here we are, the last week of the month, the last few days of the month, and uh, if we haven't met our $300 minimum goal, which you can see on the front page of nerdyshow.com by the time you, uh, you look at this, please, if you have anything to give, even if it's just a dollar, give! That would be grand. I believe in them, Cap. They've never let us down before. It's true. You guys have never, ever, ever let us down. Just know that there is strength in numbers, and if everybody gives a little bit, then we will all be the winners here and everybody who gives does get access to our archive of hundreds and hundreds of hours of outtakes deleted episodes and a veritable smorgasbord of cool shit but hey some folks have given us money so far and it's only right that we give them the illustrious shout outs that they deserve so coming to you live from his rambling travels across america it's me Thanks, Cap in Orlando. This is Cap in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, about to be Chicago, Illinois, when I head off to the Pete and Pete event 
hosted by Consequences Sound. I'm sure I'll be telling you guys all about that in the near future. But now, it's time for some support messages. The ever-generous Gary Ur has contributed not only to Nerdy Show, but also to our Ghostbusters role-playing hub. If you're not familiar with that, head over to nerdyshow.com gbrpg and learn how you can play and expand the classic 1980s Ghostbusters role-playing system. He supported us there and said, I look forward to an expanded equipment deck. And Garrier, we look forward to putting one together. Spread the word and we'll make that a reality. Garrier also supported the network and he said, Keep up the awesome. I really enjoyed the live stream events from last month. It's nice to get a peek behind the scenes. A kudos to the Krugers for their brilliant donation message. Delphi said, Know you guys are having a tough month. Here's a little to help you get by and hopes that it all works out in the end. Thank you so much, Delphi. We'll get there. We know we'll get there, because you guys are the best. Starf contributed and said, $20 for the fifth anniversary of the real congregation. It's been a wild ride. And yeah, if you guys haven't seen, with the special fifth anniversary episode of the real congregation, Mark has ended a five-year tenure of his amazing show, which we've been so proud to have as a part of the Nerdy Show Network. If you've never checked it out, head over to the real congregation's archives. Sean Lawlor said, Another month, another donation well-deserved. Keep up the awesome nerdy programming. And Robert Slay said, Gotta give props to Nerdy Show. Here's a question mark to go with your dollar sign. Any chance Nerdy Bits will headline a support drive one month? Ciao. And Robert, that is an interesting question. What he's talking about there is Nerdy Bits is, well, so far just a pilot of an animated series we launched on YouTube. And it's excerpts from our show's turned into animatics by Tony and Kevin. We did one for some portions of our episode with Travis Beecham, the writer of Pacific Rim, and we really want to do more. But, as I'm sure you can imagine, they're pretty time-consuming. But it's also really awesome, and we really want to do more of them. So, actually, that's one of the many things that Patreon may be able to guarantee that we do. It's not a milestone that's there from the beginning, but once we figure out just how much Tony and Kevin's time is going to cost, oh, it'll be there, because we want more nerdy bits. And there'll be a link to our pilot on this episode's page. Thanks, guys. Let's talk about the future. If you've been listening to these episodes in sequence, then you probably know that we're about to extend our donation program to Patreon. We're upgrading to a whole new level. We've leveled up, you could say. If you just want to donate in your own time, whenever you want, without having to log into anything but PayPal, that's fine. You can still do that at nerdyshow.com support or on the links which are readily available on the front page. You can do that anytime you want, and you will always get access to our archives. But if you'd like to sign up via Patreon for regular reoccurring monthly donations to the network to keep us alive and well, stimulated by the IV of money that you're drilling straight into our main vein, then, uh, well, then you should sign up for Patreon and do that. Matt and I are now going to reveal what we've got to start with for our Nerdy Show Patreon. If this is the first you're hearing about Patreon, well, Patreon is a crowdfunding website very different from Kickstarter in that it's about funding ongoing projects, projects that don't really have an end date, like Nerdy Show, which as far as we're concerned, we hope will be around forever. In fact, it applies very easily to what we've already got going on. We need a certain amount per month, and you'll be able to see live on Patreon if in fact there are enough people subscribed for us to meet that total. Next month, the total is increasing from $300 to $400, and that represents all of the rent, electricity, server space, etc. for both Nerdy Show, the podcast network, and also Nerdy FM, our 24-7 nerd music radio station. Essentially the bare minimum to keep everything turned on and running. That's it. That sum equates to everything it takes to keep these shows coming. 
and to keep everything online. So, once we meet that total, we'll, we'll have ev- everything we need to keep running as we have. Beyond that? That's where things get interesting. Yeah, that's the future. If, when we meet the minimum goal there, then we'll be able to look into doing more projects. We'll know that we have the security of being supported by you guys forever. And we'll be able to continue as more people discover Nerdy Show, as more people join up, as more people want to support to get these cool perks we've got, we will be able to do more exciting new projects. These may include a massive website overhaul, a app of some kind so you can listen to Nerdy FM better, easier, or download and listen to podcasts better and easier. Crazy talk here, but even maybe a monthly release schedule for Dungeons and Doritos. Yeah, Patreon offers a lot of possibilities, and we'll be exploring all of these possibilities. Essentially, Nerdy Show is a grassroots organization. We are doing all of this in our spare time. For some of us, it may as well be a full-time job, but it doesn't pay. So we want this to be our full-time job. You've seen many, many, many other organizations rise from obscurity to make their own little empires. Like Rooster Teeth is a good example of some people who are just doing what they loved. And while we're not setting our sights on, ooh, we want an empire, I mean, if you trust us enough, that would be a cool eventuality. But we just want to keep making cool, fun things. Be they shows, be they games. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you know that we know how to have a good time. And we like when you have a good time, too. So we're all about good times. We're all about the best nerd entertainment that we can provide. And as far as we're concerned, the best nerd entertainment in the multiverse. I'd say that's fair. Thank you, Matt. (laughs) So that's what the future for Patreon holds. But as for what you get, well, with Patreon, there's more rewards than there's actually ever been as far as contributing to Nerdy Show on a monthly basis. It's going to change some things, but uh, we're going to get into all that right now. If you give a dollar a month, that's just as it's always been. You get access to the archive, which updates monthly of all the outtakes, etc., etc. For $5 a month, you'll not only get access to the support perk archive, but you also get access to new perks early. And you'll also get one microsode ticket for the microsode raffle. We're uh, having to completely change the way we do microsodes now. We will be doing a monthly raffle where we will award four microsodes to the winners. And this is not any kind of super high-tech raffle. This is actually at least for the time being, an old-school raffle with tickets and everything, just like Grandma used to do at the county fair. With these microsodes, we're going to be doing four microsodes a month, and it's all going to be by chance. So depending on the level that you're supporting at, you'll be giving more money and therefore having a higher chance. So it's relatively similar, but also maybe even a bit more random. So if you're someone who's, say, not used to getting a microsode via the past means, then if you're giving $5, you'll have maybe even a better chance. I guess it really depending on how many people are doing it, but we'll find out. We'll see how it goes. If we need to change it, we'll change it. Microsodes themselves are still 15-minute conversations about the topic of your choosing, but just we had to change the way that we awarded them because the previous you know, way things worked it didn't work with Patreon. But it doesn't stop there because Microsodes are not the only thing that we're raffling. Because the Nerdy Show Network represents not just the podcast, but also Nerdy FM there's actually two $5 tiers to choose from. One where you get the ticket for the Microsodes and one where you get a ticket for a Nerdy FM raffle. And that raffle is for you to put together your own block of 30 minutes worth of Nerdy FM programming. That's where you get to choose from all of the authorized artists that we have on the station, which is hundreds and hundreds of artists. And you will have your own sponsored block of music. It'll say, this block is brought to you by your name here. 
and everyone will know that that 30 minute playlist was all you're doing for better or for worse. It's as cool as you want it to be. And we'll be giving away four of those a month as well. Shoutouts are actually also working a little bit differently. If you, when you sign up for Patreon, we'll give you a shout out then, but it's only at $10 because the system is completely different. We won't be able to hear from you every single time. At $10, you'll have access to our messaging on Patreon. So we'll give you a shout out on Nerdy Show during that month, and you'll be able to include whatever message you want, whether it's wishing someone like happy birthday, telling us to tell Brandon to go fuck himself, or the same kind of random dialogue that we've always had between ourselves and supporters. It's still there, but we've had to change how it is. We have to be a little bit more restrictive simply because if Patreon works out the way that Patreons tend to work out, we could find ourselves in a situation where we'd have to spend like half an hour an episode giving shout outs, saying people's names, and we assume that that might not be something you would want to listen to necessarily. So at $10, you get access to monthly shout outs and you also get five tickets for the raffle of your choosing Nerdy FM or Microsoves. As well as, you know, access to the support perk archive. Yeah, everything previously mentioned, also that. The way most crowdfunding campaigns usually work where you get access to the lower tiers as well as the one that you donated to. For $20 or more a month, you'll get access to a monthly hour-long Google Hangout with members of the network, uh, which is where the raffle will be taking place, as well as 10 tickets for either raffle. Yeah, and that Hangout is basically whatever you want it to be. It's going to be this kind of exclusive place for whatever hijinks you want, and there's not really any telling which hosts from across the network, not just Nerdy Show the Show, but from anywhere on the network, will be appearing during then. Maybe we'll have a little forewarning. Maybe we'll be able to say in advance who it is. But basically, every month, a completely different lineup of people. So it's a good place for Q&A, random questions, impromptu discussions about shit. It is as hangouty as Google Hangouts will ever have been before or after. And if you are a cigar-chomping Roosevelt and do $50 or more a month, aside from being a true champion of Nerdy Show, you will actually be ultra royalty. You will be a producer of the network. Last week, we uh, retired our old producer program, and this is the new producer program. $50 a month, and you get that cred, and that means that we will, just like our current roster of producers, we will back you up. You want your name on LinkedIn as a producer of the network? Done. Put that on a resume and have someone call us. However, you want that credential to mean something. As far as we're concerned, it does. It is real. You have, like any good producer, thrown money at something which you think is of value. And God damn it, thank you. You're a producer. And on top of that, because you're giving above and beyond, you get 10 tickets in both raffles. Is that crazy? A little bit, but why the hell not? I mean, it's $50 a month. Now, we'll be adding more perks, more milestones. More rewards. Yeah, more rewards. We're going to be putting up a better video. Once it goes live, you'll see our makeshift video, which we put together very quickly. Basically, we're just getting everything in place so we can start this Patreon thing and grow. Grow the rewards, grow the projects we're working on, grow Nerdy Show. Sky's the limit. Yeah, this is just a start. It can only get better. And obviously... We want to hear from you guys as to how you think it could get better and what you would like to see and what you think is your money's worth because it's your money. It's very valuable. We respect it. 
<laughs> we're incredibly thankful for everybody that has been donating for the last five years to get us to where we're at now. Yeah. And we don't want to do anything but entertain you. So we want to do the best possible version of entertaining you that we can. If you sat through this entire technical discussion of what's to come for the community and Patreon and all that, well, good on you. Hopefully it wasn't too boring. But uh, we thought you should probably get it all laid out from our own voices. This is what's coming. And uh, if you got any questions, hit us up on this episode's page. Hit us up on the forums. Hit us up via Twitter or Facebook. Basically, however you want to ask questions, we will also in turn answer those questions. How about we talk about what's to come? Well, I know what's to come at least two weeks out. Next week, we're uh, unveiling our microsodes on the subject of Bill Nye and also a subject very near to Bill Nye's heart, scientific skepticism mashed together into one microsode, which maybe you viewed during our Palooza streaming event, but now you'll hear it crisp and pristine. And then following that, we're doing a special anniversary episode for Weird Al and Jay Levy's 1989 film, UHF a movie very near and dear to the hearts of many from Nerdy Show. I love that movie. It's a classic. It it is a classic. And I recently did an interview with Weird Al and Jay Levy, which we'll be unveiling in that episode. So lots of fun stuff coming in November, and that's just the beginning. Coming in mid-November, we'll also have our long-awaited conclusion to the D&D fan campaign in an episode called These Boots Were Made for Swappin'. And that episode will be followed by this year's Nerdy Show fan topic, Perchance to Dream. So keep an eye peeled on nerdyshow.com for new announcements, new articles, links to our Patreon. All the goodness. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, I'm Cap. And I'm Trench. Or was I? Taking us out is a track from way back in 2011. What is likely the first song written about Fallout ever made in the nerd community, it's Adam Warrock and Fallout State of Mind. Time once again for an important GNR public service announcement. A monkey flip them with the young clay technology. I'm straight inflicting damage on the limbs of victims. Radiation sickening, I'm high on stim packs. It seems gripping SMG, watching the scene straight through my bat screen. Bullet holes left in my Tesla armor, tossing grenades in windows, reloading guns around the corner. Down in North California, every day is like a nightmare. Robots and slavers, feral ghouls up in the fight here. Them high rollers betting blackjack and craps, drinking sunsets as gorilla trading chips for bottle caps. And scavengers bringing goods they want to trade. Bringing word from down south about the last Caesar's Legion raid Them powdered gangsters in the desert shooting It's time to start the revolution from my sniper's nest I'm shooting That's three super mutants walking round the tall grass Then three headshots, I'm a wasteland assassin Came across this camp, two brothers were sleeping I shot them both straight in the head and searched their bodies for the keys Then I hit the safe and stole all of their wares That's when I noticed gunshots was coming from a little down the road So I spun around and saw the scavenger coming hot the screen and scoped her knees, took both legs out with one shot. So then I ran straight up and saw her shaking. Executed in the streets, now all the money I'm taking. So what you say? It's like the wars, all we see done. Got soldiers leaving their sons laid up in Vault 101. And the boy grows up to find his father long gone. So he picks up a gun and takes his long journey on. Check your pit boy scream. The 3000 model is manufactured from Las Vegas to Washington, D.C. And we 
scrap to survive Hacking screens, becoming thieves While watching travelers die Still poison from the FEV This doc can fix all of your rough spots But can't do a damn thing If your head's chopped off And you cough Needing some rad X You can't get enough Picking up some random jobs Just to get more of the stuff Yo, I breathe deep As my body's feeling tested I sleep when I can I can wake up well rested Beyond apocalypse Life is defined I think of mine When I'm in a fallout state of mind of steel in the field questing like a fiend to get my level on the real stepping round the capital wasteland like forever two steps from the front door of bethesda but just a prospector with companions at my arm stepping round these landmines while i'm keeping up my karma i ain't the type of gamer made for you to start testing you ask me the wrong question i'll leave arms and legs resting Thinking of bottle caps, magazine subscriptions Set here on a mission by Mr. House To enlist all of the factions on the new strip A great war approaching Yes man's got me creeping on the low to meet my quotient Full of blood flies and soldiers, ants, bulls and roaches Turrets up on the ceiling that shoot when you approach them I'm living where the night skies are blue-gray And sentries patrol the edge of the town's always From boomers to great cons, followers of apocalypse Earning their trust to stop those who took a shot at us I got so much resting in my inventory Dropping extra ammo and items to keep going The Murfat man killing behemoths with a single shot Hardcore mode got me saving my game a lot The city never sleeps full of villains and creeps Don't drink the standing water, don't eat iguana meat I'm an addict for bobbleheads, lunchboxes, all of them Roaming round and finishing everything that I started and Inhale deep till my thumbs get stuck I never sleep cause I'm playing till the sun comes up yeah. And all I'm doing is living on borrowed time Life will never be the same in a fallout state of mind Oh hey, you made it to the end of the episode Well, I've got some sexy secret things to tell you uh, not really too secret, I do say them at the end of every episode, but if you liked what you heard, it is imperative that you follow my every word. First, I want to thank you for listening to Nerdy Show. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows in the Nerdy Show network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at nerdyshow.com store, or, most importantly, by directly donating to the network. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show outtakes, dramatic readings, images, and other crazy stuff and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. But if you really want to level up, find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming. Just visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. For more episodes of Nerdy Show, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show podcasts via the iTunes store, and for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. So to recap, tell a friend, donate to the show, and connect with the entire Nerdy Show network crew online. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.